I'll try to, uh, in five minutes, to sum up. We had a discussion yesterday in the shul um, um, about the uh, daughters of Tzalofchot, about the inheritance of the land of Israel. It's a, it's a lengthy uh, sugya, and it's not something that you can cover very quickly, but I just want to cover some of the basic uh, questions that we touched on yesterday. Uh, and the Rebbe Sicha uh, talks about it in the Chelek Ches. Uh, also, the Sicha needs to be studied, and it's uh, and just in a few lines in the Rebbe's Ha'oras, he brings in such clarity in this whole subject, because I try quickly looking at it, and it's, it's, it's a confusing subject, because there's a lot of various different ways. Basically, the question is, um, we had a pie here, the pie is Eretz Yisrael. That's the, and the question is, how many pieces, who gets a piece of the pie? The question is, who gets a part in Eretz Yisrael? Who's entitled to get a part of Eretz Yisrael? Meaning, a part of Eretz Yisrael means you get a part of the pie. Who gets a part of the pie? So, who gets part of Eretz Yisrael? So, one of, there's actually three opinions. And because there's verses different, we're not going to go through all the background. One opinion says that it was given, the pie was divided only to the people that left Egypt. God told them, uh, when you're going out of Egypt, you're going to get Israel. Anybody who went out of Egypt... All those people, there were 600,000 of them. Again, there was exceptions, you know, the Maraglim, this, that, there was other, but we're talking about overall, the general. The 600,000 went out of Egypt. Those 600,000 were entitled to their 600,000 pieces. You divided their Israel. Whatever children they had, they didn't have, you know, there's no children, then they, do, do, then they went back into the pot. I mean, it, it was like a regular, like anything you own. You own something. You're the ones that owns it. The owns it was who owns Eretz Yisrael. Those who went out of Eretz those who went out of Mitzrayim, they own Eretz Yisrael. It belongs to them. And what would happen in any normal case, inheritance, whoever owns it, whatever happened, the children, the daughters, whatever the halachas is, that's that's as very simple as that. The other opinion says just the opposite. It has nothing to do with the people of Eretz Yisrael. Everybody who was 20 years old at the time they're going into the land of Israel. They were the ones that were entitled to get a, a piece of the land of Eretz Yisrael. It's just, you know, you divided the land by the people that went into, into Eretz Yisrael. And, um, and they, uh, they um, you know, everybody, everybody who was 20 was entitled to a piece of the land. It has nothing to do where they come from, what happened for Yitzhiz Mitzrayim, nothing to do with anything. It just has to do, the land of Israel was, the, was divided between those people. That's the second opinion. The compromising opinion, which is Rashi's opinion also, Rashi brings down, and uh, very, uh, very, uh, also a little bit uh, in Rashi, you have to explain. But Rashi says like this, Rashi makes a compromise. Rashi says like this, essentially Rashi says, you tell me what it means. Essentially the land of Israel was divided by the people that went into the land of Israel. Those who are going in now, that they got, a, each one of them got a portion. After Rashi says they all got their portions. So you divided the land to them. We actually went back now and we said, no, 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 no. You can't keep your portion of what you got. Everything that you got, you have to go ahead and give back to your grandfather. Let's say if, if, if these people had families that came back that went out of Mitzrayim. So basically we're telling these people, everything that you have now does not really belong to you. You got to give it all away. Which means, normally we know that people who are alive, they inherit the ones who passed on. Over here, it was just work the other way around. After they got their portions, they had to give up their portions, technically. 
they didn't have to give it up because those people who died, died. But technically, they had to give up their portions. And it went back, Rashi says, to the grandfather. What means to the grandfather? So if, let's say, just for the sake of example, if you had Reuven and Shimon, two brothers that came into Eretz Yisrael, uh, two left Egypt, Reuven and Shimon left Egypt, and then Reuven had three kids, and Shimon has one kid, okay? And both Reuven and Shimon died, let's say. Both Reuven and Shimon had died, and Reuven has three kids, Shimon has one kid. So first, they got, each one of the kids, they got the portions. They got one and three, they got four portions, right? But after, they can't hold on to their portions. Once they take, then we take away the portions from them, and we say, you know, it doesn't belong to you, really. Who does it belong to? We're going to give it back to the grandfather so that it, the grandfather, which is Yaakov, which is Reuven and Shimon's father, he is going to give it to Reuven and Shimon, split it 50-50. So the four pieces are now split 50-50, two and two. And then the three sons will get two portions and the one son will get two portions. So basically, so who is the one... Who's the one that is getting the land? Comes out, it's the one that left Egypt getting the land. But what piece do we determine that they get? They get based upon how many descendants are going into uh, Eretz Yisrael. That's how we're going to know how much the pieces they get. So, who's getting it? At the end of the day, the, the, four, the, four, the four children that are there now, Reuven's, the one of Shimon's one son and the three of Reuven's sons are going to be getting it. But Reuven's one son is going to get equal to the three sons of Shimon. So it doesn't seem, but that's, that's what they're going to get. How is that any different than Shimon? According to the first sheet, Rashi points it out. Rashi points it out. If we divided it between Reuven got a portion and Shimon got a portion, right? If they got a portion, then they would not get four pieces, then they would all get the same as everybody else. What, what, Reuben, what Reuben's kids and Shimon's kids did for them, they increased the portion that Reuben and Shimon got. Reuben and Shimon ended up getting two portions versus each one getting one portion. The reason why Reuben and Shimon... So let's say if Reuben and Shimon each had one kid, it wouldn't make a difference. Because they had one kid, they got one portion, and they are getting one portion. But the reason why Reuven and Shimon are each one getting two portions is because there is four kids over here, and the four kids are giving back them. They're telling us what the portion of the grandfather is. That's that's only different. Yeah. But the bottom line is, who is the one, according to this view, who is the one that got? that the land was split by. It looks like it was split by the by the grandfather. And it only you know, we only figured out should we give the grandfather or the father, should we give them how many portions they get? Should we get one portion? They should get two portions. Here what we ended up doing is we ended up giving both the father two portions instead of just one portion. Or sometimes they would get five portions, depending upon how much they descended. That's it's just determining, but they're the one that's inheriting, not the ones that get in that are going into so it's a large family or whatever, okay. But the question is, I mean, that's any, any time of families, I mean, what are you going to say? Any family gets the inheritance of the father, so whatever it is, it is. But in this case, if you have one, one has eight children, the other has one child, not you know, nine, one, one child, then you increase the amount that your family gets, your grandfather gets, but then it turns out that you get to take, uh, 
But at least, but at least we gave you a little more than just not giving you that. So at least we, we gave you a little more. If we would just give it to them, you wouldn't even get anything extra. You wouldn't get like this. You're splitting a bigger piece at least, right? Because of you're gaining because the other one had more kids, so you're getting a bigger piece altogether. So you're getting two in our example instead of just getting one and one. So you're getting a benefit, but you're not getting the full benefit. It's more than we just split it that way. All right, but I just the the, the point what really this is. This is from the Gemara, the Jerusalem opinions. But the real question is here, and the Gemara asked this question. So what are the daughters of Tzalafat complaining about? I mean, according to Rashi, goes according to the Shita too. So what are the daughters of Tzalafat complaining about? There was nobody going into Eretz Yisrael, the father. Forget about there's another portion there, Hefer. We're not going to deal with that. We're going to deal just with Tzalafat's portion. Tzalafat went out of Egypt, but he, he, he's not going into Eretz Yisrael. So he doesn't get a he, he, he doesn't get a part because he's not going into Eretz Yisrael. Why was he dead? He's dead. He's not alive. So there's nobody. So we're only giving it to the people that were 20 years old. The miners are not getting it. Nobody getting only. So why would the daughters of Tzlovchod ask for a piece of the land in Eretz Yisrael when there's nobody going into Eretz Yisrael over there? They had sons. Who had sons? No, he says he does. He has. He does. That's the whole thing. Is he doesn't have no, any sons? No, his daughter. Have sons. No, yeah. No, married. they weren't married. They got married later on. Yeah, that was the whole uh, the whole issue. But it, that it, it didn't matter. The, the the point over here was the question is what entitles the Gemara asked the question and the Rebbe asks it over here. Rashi, what entitles the the daughters of the Tzlovcha daughters to get a piece, even even if we say. If we say that it was divided just for those who were laid out of Egypt, but that's not right. Says for sure. I mean, uh, 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 and so so what happens? Oh, even if they were even, even those who went out of, uh, even of those who went out of Egypt, if they didn't leave any inheritors altogether, let's say there was no uh, there was no daughter. Okay, but you can understand. Uh, it's it, it's it should go by a little bit by the. Uh, by the um, by, those who went out of Mitzrayim, just like if there's no there's no boys to inherit, then the girl will inherit. So we can understand if we go by the into Mitzrayim. But if we're going by those who are going into Israel, and Slavchot never made it into Israel, so he doesn't get a portion for going into Israel. Why are they asking for his piece? Okay, but I guess it gets it gets it got too long yet. I want to finish, but the point here is, the Rebbe says that in, in the Pshutz Shemikra, it's not so clear. Uh, about what happens, let's say there were no daughters. What happens if somebody only had children under 20? Only children under 20 to go into Eretz Yisrael. Would they get? It says they didn't get. They didn't get. They didn't get. Because what? They didn't get? No, if, no, if there was nobody, let's say the, the, the father died, and there's no children under, under and there's only children under 20. It seems like they don't, they don't get at all, right? Uh, because, okay, so why should the daughters get? And the Rebbe learns that there's a difference that under 20 is not entitled, but women are entitled to the partial land of Eretz Yisrael. The only reason why they don't get is because if there's boys' inheritance. If there's no inheritance, they should get based upon the fact that Hashem promised them. That even though it's, the, it's divided to those going to the land, but it only makes sense that Hashem keeps His promise to the 
fathers to give the children and women should get because they have a part part of the land of Israel in a general way. So even though if there was no if there was no uh, under uh, if there was under twenty only, he wouldn't get. And Rebbe is not clear about that. In Rashi, it could be two ways. Maybe yes, maybe no. But the point what the Rebbe is saying is that the reason why they argued that they should get a point in the land of Israel is because when Hashem took away from the um, the Meraglim, because in first school, the first uh, goal, the entitlement to Israel didn't totally take it away. He left it for the children. And the daughters are inheritors in a place where there's no sons. So therefore, it only makes sense that the, they would get. And they're not like, they're not treated like the under 20 year olds, or in this case, or treated like other people that don't get a part in the land of Eretz Yisrael at all. And therefore, that's why their argument was Lamanagarim. Again, it takes a lot more, but we'll leave it at that.